Hello everyone. My name is Tracy Smith and I want to thank you for tuning in to my podcast. As you know, my purpose in doing these podcasts is to try and help you better understand God's Word and to show you through the Word of God that being a Christian doesn't have to be complicated. So let's get started. Hello everyone. I want to spend some time with you on this podcast trying to Maybe not so much understand your spiritual gift, but to understand the importance of knowing what it is. I've got a lot to cover in the next several minutes, so I won't spend a lot of time setting it up. Although I do want to say this. I initially tried to get this done in one podcast. I tried to cram all of this into one podcast. And to be perfectly honest with you, it might have been a two day long podcast. Like there was a lot to cover. So instead of shortchanging any section and trying to cut out so much of it, I decided to break it up into multiple podcasts, touching on different topics, but all being centered around knowing and understanding and using the gifts that God has given to each one of us. Now let's jump right into this one by reading what Paul wrote about the gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, and then we're going to jump to four through six. So if you have your Bibles, hit pause now, turn there, and if not, just jot it down and we'll you can go back and read it later. So that's 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1, and then we'll skip down to verses 4 through 6. So it says this, Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. Verse 4 says, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. So he lays it out pretty clear. All of us have different gifts. It's all They all come from the same Spirit, the same Holy Spirit, but we all have different gifts, right? And I got an admission to make to you now. Even though I was raised in the in the church, I went to a Nazarene church when I was very young. Every day the door was open, my mother drugged me into it. I promise you that. But we didn't spend a lot of time talking about the Holy Spirit that I can remember. And we didn't spend we spent even less time talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So there are still many many parts of the Bible that's still a mystery to me and and it's still very intriguing which is why I wanted to do this podcast and why I wanted to do just about all the podcasts that I've ever done is is like I said in the beginning to make being a Christian less complicated right so it's not so complicated so much to figure out but one of the subjects that I've always been intrigued with and I always want to dig into is the role that the Holy Spirit plays in our lives, in our daily lives, and how He empowers us with our spiritual gifts. Think about it. Think about what an amazing gift the Holy Spirit is. God gave us the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of each one of us. Jesus said this in John 14, 16, probably one of the most popular and well-known verses in the Bible. Jesus said, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you 
and be with you forever. Paul said this in Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. Now listen to what he says about the Holy Spirit. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So based on what God's word tells us, we know that as born again Christians, we have been given an advocate. And that because of the power of that advocate, the power of the Holy Spirit, we should be filled with hope. How many Christians today do you know that is not filled with hope? They're filled with dread and they're filled with despair. They're filled with worry. The Bible clearly says, Paul clearly said in Romans 15, 13, so that you may overflow, overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So there has to be a lot of Christians that don't understand the power of the Holy Spirit. They don't know what they have. They don't know the gifts they have, or else they would not be walking around with their head down in despair all the time. We also know through Scripture that as Christians, we've all been given gifts and talents and that we're supposed to use those gifts and talents to serve others and to glorify God. Not for ourselves, but for God, right? Here's the first question I have for you. I know you've been waiting on it. If you don't understand the advocate's role in your life, if you don't understand what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life or what he's supposed to be doing in your life, or you don't understand the gifts you've been given, will you ever take advantage of everything he has to offer you? Will it truly bring you the power and the hope that Paul says it should bring? You and I both know the answer to that question. It's no, we won't. Until we have that knowledge that we need to bring the gifts that we have been given to life in our daily lives, until we are walking in the true power of the Holy Spirit, we are missing out on one of God's most amazing promises to us, the gifts. Now, I heard an analogy one time of being gifted a million dollars, and it made sense to me, so stay with me on this one. For just a second, think about what it would be like if you were given the gift of a million dollars. What would you do? Tax-free, a million bucks. Now imagine that you were given the gift, but you didn't know you were given. No one told you that you were given that gift. Right? It just sat in a bank account or an offshore bank account somewhere and was never used. Now let's go one step further. Imagine that you were given the gift, you knew you had the gift, and you knew where it was. The problem is, you didn't know how to get to it. You didn't have the power to access it, right? You didn't, you didn't have the key to the vault. See, because I think that's those two scenarios perfectly explain where Christians are today. A lot of Christians. Some don't even know they have the power. Some don't even know they have the gifts. They're not operating in the gifts because they don't fully understand that they have them. There are others who have been in church enough and have read the Bible enough to know they've been given a gift, but they just don't have the key to get to it. 
So it's somewhere inside of them being unused. Do you ever read the scriptures or, or read the Bible and just think, man, I wonder what my gift was. I wonder why I didn't get a gift, right? I don't feel like I have any gifts. I went most of my life not really understanding the gifts and not really understanding what my gifts were. And again, that that's that's why we're doing this podcast. That's why I'm doing them, to try to help you get to where I am now faster than it took me, which was around 50 plus years. So I recently read an article about the misuse or lack of use of the gifts within churches today. The article spoke of two primary issues as it pertains to gifts inside a church. The first is that for some reasons, unknown to me, many Christians have chosen not to be involved in any kind of ministry in the church. There are Christians that think of themselves as spectators rather than participants. They would rather sit on the pew and listen to the sermon or listen to the music. They get up, they leave, no harm, no foul. They do not get engaged. As spectators, they avoid responsibility. They don't have to commit, right? But they also never feel the joy of being actively involved in the ministry. The second problem he spoke of in this article is with those who are actively involved. Now, how is that a problem, you say? Well, they're involved in ministries that don't correspond with their spiritual gifts. What he said made me stop and think about some people I know and, and, and some of the churches across the country. He said that many times the primary and very often the only qualification for most tasks is a willingness to try. Think about it. How many teachers are there out there, Sunday school teachers, are different functions within a church? How many people are in those functions just because they said, I'll give it a try, right? The second reason he listed was the one that really stuck out to me, though. And that's because they had a lack of fortitude to say no when asked to do it. Think about the church you're going to now. How many people in that church are doing roles within it who would really rather not be doing them at all? They either feel obligated or they feel trapped. They feel like they, they're going to let somebody down if they, if they stop doing it, right? At some point, they stepped up because someone asked them to or because no one else would ever do it. And here we are years later, and they're still stuck in that role. I assume, I have to assume, that in a lot of cases, they end up frustrated. And for them and the people that they're serving, spiritual growth never comes. It can't come. The good news, though, is that as people begin to know and understand their personal gifts, the problem actually solves itself. Not only do people begin to get involved, they do so in the right ministry. They do so in the right capacity. Their involvement goes along with their gift. Now to begin the process of understanding, I want to take a few minutes to show you how important it is to know and understand your spiritual gifts. The spiritual gifts are talked about, are addressed, actually, specifically in four major portions of Scripture. 
1 Corinthians chapters 12 through 14, Romans chapter 12, Ephesians chapter 4, and 1 Peter chapter 4. Now, it's, they're mentioned in other places in the Bible as well. But these are the four major sections. Now, we know that when Paul wrote the book of Corinthians, I want to touch on this for just a second. He was writing the letter or the epistle to the people who went to the church in the city of Corinth. Now, you probably, Corinthians probably gave that away. You probably knew that, right? But what you may not know is that the church in that city was made up primarily of Gentiles. It was made up primarily of people who were untrained in the ways of Christianity. In other words, it was made up of immature Christians or people who were fresh into their faith journey. Now that being said, it probably will help you understand that the things Paul wrote in this letter were thought of as foundational truths. They were not deep theological matters. They were foundational truth. He was writing them to new Christians, to Gentiles in fact. In Paul's mind, the gifts that he was writing about in 1 Corinthians was not a subject to be learned after you memorize God's laws word for word. After you memorize the first five books of the Bible in the Old Testament, then you get to learn about the gifts. That's not the way it was. And Paul understood that the gifts should be taught at a very early stage in someone's Christianity. The gifts were and still are very fundamental and they're, they're very much a foundational part in living a strong Christian life. In 1 Peter 4.10, Peter wrote this, God has given each of you, each of you, a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Be a steward, is what some versions say, of those gifts. It's hard to be a steward if you don't realize what your gift is or what that gift does, right? So I've got a couple questions for you based on that verse. The first question is, do you know what your spiritual gifts are? Are you fully aware of the gifts God has given you? Secondly, and more importantly, if you do, are you using them to serve others and in the process glorifying God? Now, I ask you that because I think sometimes we, we're overly casual about our gifts from God. Unless we're some one of God's greats, the, the Billy Grahams of the world, the T.D. Jakes of the world, we don't, like, we don't think of them as a great thing. Very often I see people, too, who know what they are, but they've either never used them or they're not using them to help others. There are a great many Christians today that are using them for their own benefit or their own personal gain. I'll let you figure out who I'm talking about. God's word tells us that we are accountable. We are accountable for the use of our spiritual gifts. We're going to have to answer to him about the use of our spiritual gifts. So let's look at a couple of benefits real quick that we can get from knowing and using our gifts. See, the biggest thing that I see and what we'll touch on primarily in this podcast is that knowing your gifts, knowing your spiritual gifts will enable you to find your place or your role in your local church, in the church that you go to. The Bible is very clear. It tells us that just like our own body part, 
every Christian has a particular function in the body of Christ or in the church. Knowing what your gifts are will help you figure out what that function is for you. It'll help you understand what it is you're supposed to do. For example, if you know that one of the things you are not gifted in is teaching, then you can use that insight and help you make a better or more sound decision when someone offers you a teaching position. You can very politely say no thank you and feel very comfortable that you're not going against the will of God. The answer is no. And I said that to say this. There is a very distinct relationship between knowing the will of God and understanding your spiritual gifts. In Romans 12 verses 1 and 2, Paul tells us that after all God has done for us, the true way we are to worship God is by giving ourselves to Him as a living and holy sacrifice. In other words, walk away from the behaviors and the customs of the world. Walk away from everything the world says is right and let God transform you into a new person. Paul says once that happens, you'll begin to learn to know God's will for you. And God's will for you is a good and pleasing and perfect thing. Listen to what he says in verses 3 through 8. It says, Because of the privilege and the authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Don't you just love Paul? He hits it right to the core, doesn't he? Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Quit comparing yourself to someone else is what he's saying. Don't compare yourself to someone lesser or someone greater. Compare yourself, measure yourself by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God, now listen, now he's going to go into the gifts, some of the gifts. Listen very closely. It's all very logical. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, then serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach. If your gift is to encourage others, then by all means be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you a leadership ability, take the responsibility serious. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. See, basically Paul is saying this. A spiritual gift is the God-given capacity of every Christian to carry out his function in the body of Christ. Your gifts were not given to you to sit idly by. They were given to you so that you can get into a church. You can get into the body of Christ and you can begin to help that church grow and help the kingdom of God grow in the process. The first half of Ephesians chapter 4 tells us that if the body of Christ is going to function properly, every Christian, every Christian has to participate. See, I hope you're beginning to kind of see why I'm doing this podcast. It's not to make you go to church. It's to make you understand that you have a place in that church. That church was not put there specifically for your benefit. Your gifts were given to you to benefit that church. 
It's why understanding your gifts are so important. So understanding the importance of your gift and your uniqueness that enables you to carry out the task within the body in a way that no one else can. Paul explains it in 1 Corinthians 12 by using the body parts analogy. I know you've heard that, right? The hands and the ears and the eyes, like all of them play a different role, but without them, the entire body suffers. Every body part is essential to the well-being of the entire body. When one part fails to do his part or its part, the whole body suffers. There are two things here that I think are pretty clear, but I want to say them out loud anyway. First of all, spiritual gifts are not given to benefit the individual. They're given for the entire body. Anyone who seeks a spiritual gift and uses it entirely for his own glory or her own glory or to give himself or herself some kind of spiritual high has missed the boat. God's not going to take that probably will not take that gift away from you but the rewards that you're receiving here on earth is all the rewards you will receive you will not receive those rewards in heaven secondly we're all a part of the body and we must all engage the fact is though we're not all gifted in all of the functions we cannot all do what others can do but we could and can and should all do something just because I'm supposed to sing in church when 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 the praise team is on the stage and everybody is singing we're all worshiping God we can all do that but not all of us should wear a microphone does that make sense like like we can all praise God we can all worship God through song but not all of us were meant to stand on the stage or or stand behind the microphone here's the other thing if there's an area in your church that is in need, you think about any church that you go to, any church you've ever been to, if there's a need inside that church, God has probably already supplied someone who is gifted in that area. There's someone in that church that has that gift. God has already supplied that. That being said, we have to understand how vital it is that if we are gifted in an area, we have to step up and get involved. God has put you in that place for a specific purpose, and it is up to you to step into it. I'll end the podcast by asking you a few questions, understanding that there'll be a couple more podcasts where we'll go deeper into it or maybe try to understand what the roles in our lives are. But I want to end the podcast by asking you these questions. How did God equip you to help your church? How did God equip you to to help the body of Christ. Are you doing it? Are you doing everything that you should be doing? When you lay down at night, can you honestly say, I'm doing everything I can for the kingdom of God? Are you using your God-given talents or skills to help your church grow in some way? Are you using those skills to help someone? Because if not, If you're not doing that, you're missing out. And even worse than that, you're causing someone else to miss out. Because someone's depending on you. God is depending on you to exercise your gift inside that church so that someone else can benefit from it. Listen, folks, it's time to stop being spectators. 
It's time to stop sitting on the sidelines or sitting in that pew, warming that pew, and then going home. It's time to use the gifts God has given you. And it's time to start using them for the purposes that they were intended for. Thank you so much for listening and may God bless you and your entire family.